Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on John Cena, Kevin Spacey, Ice Cube, Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio was all I need. In the views of celeb news, I let see. This entertainment, who became famous. Number one source of pop culture, radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto town of Vegas. Gotta make a change in that's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bend is nice, the jazz is the better cruise. There is no car, I win cause you plan to lose. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number 1, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, we have our chat room that's open, so if you have a question or you want to make a comment, by all means, you're welcome. The chat room is now open. Also, if you like us, uh, right, right now we have a Facebook page. We're on Facebook. Just like us, uh, we're at uh, www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, that's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the New, in the New York area is a mostly sunny, 79 degrees. Before I get started, with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out here in the uh, here in the states and out in Europe and all across the world. Thank you once again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. This week we got lots to talk about. Uh, John Cena is in the news. Uh, apparently, uh, he got into a little bit of controversy as he was promoting the new uh, Fast and Furious Nine movie in China. I'll tell you the latest. Uh, Disgrace actor. Kevin Spacey is set to make his big screen comeback. And uh, hip-hop veteran Ice Cube is facing some legal actions from a longtime producer over some unpaid royalties. R&B star Bruno Mars has become the first artist to ever score five diamond certified singles. That's right, because there's only been 11 of these that's been given out, and Bruno Mars is the only artist in history that now has five of them. I'll tell you more about it. Lady Gaga just got a special tribute to mark a major milestone of the Born This Way. It's the 10th anniversary of that 2011 self-acceptance anthem. I can't believe it, 10 years. And um, 
Uh, a lot of, as more and more people are getting vaccine and more and more uh, states are lifting the mask mandates and uh, bars are opening up, restaurants are opening up, even the the night uh, the late night show circuit is opening up too. Uh, Steve, Stephen Colbert is getting his crowd back. We're going to be talking about that. So lots to talk about as usual. Uh, let's start with John Cena. Um, well, he stands corrected. Uh, the former professional wrestler turned movie star knows how to make an apology meaningful. That's right. He issued an apology to the Chinese government after referring to Taiwan as a country. In fluent Mandarin, which I didn't even know uh, he could speak it, uh, Cena, who currently stars in the international blockbuster Fast and Furious 9, explained the, the I guess the, I guess you can say the mix-up in a video apology uh, on a local TV broadcast earlier this month. Cena referred to Taiwan as being the first country to watch the film. His comments sparked outrage on Chinese social media platform Cena Weibo, which is tightly regulated by the country's government. Now, the 44-year-old Springfield College alum added, saying, quote, I have to say this right now, which is very, very, very important, that I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry for my mistake. I apologize. The apology received more than 5,000 comments on the social media platform, according to the South China Morning Press, generating more than 3,200 likes. One particular comment said, quote, please say in Chinese that Taiwan is part of China, otherwise we won't accept it, unquote. Since its May 21st international release, F9 has become the first post-pandemic blossom Buster, earning nearly $150 million in the Chinese market alone. The blockbuster Vin Diesel front action franchise has earned well over a billion dollars in China alone. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he made a, a mistake, and uh, there was such an uproar, but uh, he was uh, apologetic and, and sympathetic, and uh he made a mistake, but now you know a couple of senators here in uh, the states here uh, thought that his apologies was pathetic, and why does he have to apologize to the Chinese government? Uh, because you know our relationship with China and what's going on over there, and uh, plus you know with uh, the with the coronavirus uh, uh, being. Um, alleged that it was created in a lab there in Wuhan. So China is a very t- touchy subject here in the United States. So so some uh, uh, senators thought that, that his, his uh, public apology to China was no, uh, wasn't even called for. They thought that he was looking, frankly, pathetic. So um, that's John Cena. I mean, I, and he spoke it fluently. I didn't know he could speak Mandarin fluently, but I think he uh, – he took it in college, if I'm not mistaken, um, but uh, he apologized. Uh, Disgrace actor Kevin Spacey uh, is getting ready to uh, make a big screen comeback in an Italian movie alongside Vanessa Redgrave. The two-time Oscar winner career collapsed in late 2017 after he was hit by a string of gay sexual misconduct allegations, but Spacey is now planning to return to acting by playing a detective who investigates, get this, a wrongly accused 
pedophile in The Man Who Drew God, or in Italian, is Lumo Che Di Segno Dio. The movie will also star Redgrave and be directed by her husband, Italian filmmaker Franco Nero, who will play a blind artist fighting allegations of sexual abuse, according to The Telegraph. Now, confirming Spacey's involvement, Nero told ABC News, quote, I'm very happy Kevin agreed to participate in my film. I consider him a great actor, and I can't wait to start the movie, unquote. Representatives for Spacey, who previously denied all allegations of inappropriate behavior, have yet to comment on the gig. He last appeared on screen in the 2018 box office flop Billionaire's Boys Club. The casting news came after it reported that the sexual assault case against the actor was expected to be dismissed as his accuser refused to reveal his identity. Hip-hop veteran Ice Cube is facing legal actions uh, from his longtime producer over allegations of unpaid royalties. Sir Jinx claimed he only discovered the missing payment in 2019 after working with Cube on over 28 tracks dating back to his debut solo album in 1990's America Most Wanted. In court papers obtained by TMZ, Jinx alleged he reached out to Q's representatives to resolve the money problem, but his old pal never paid up. Now he's taking the rapper to court and he's seeking a full accounting of Q's financial records to determine an appropriate fee for damages, which Jinx estimate amounts to more than 100000 among the songs he is seeking royalties for are True to the Game, The Bomb, No Vaseline, The Funeral, It's a Man World, and Who Got the Camera. Ice Cube has yet to respond to the lawsuit accusations. And besides facing the lawsuit over alleged unpaid royalties, Ice Cube is heading to court for a legal battle with Robin Hood. The rapper launched a lawsuit against the financial service company for allegedly using his likeness and lyrics without permission. His image with John C. McGinley from film Are We Done Yet was reportedly used in the March 8th edition of Robin Hood Snacks newsletter. Beneath the photo, it was written, quote, correct yourself before you wreck yourself, referring to his 1992 hit, Check Yourself. The company responded saying, quote, no, we didn't use his image without permission. They went on to know that the image was licensed and used for non-commercial editorial purposes in connection with a blog article. And R&B star Bruno Mars has become the first artist to ever score five diamond certified singles from officials at the Recording Industry Association of America. The singer celebrated the career milestone after his single, That's What I Like, and When I Was Your Man, was awarded diamond status, having each sold and streamed over 10 million equivalent sales units. Mars already boasts about uh, three such accolades for Just the Way You Are, Grenade, and his Mark Ronson smash, Uptown Funk. In a statement, RIAA Chairman and CEO Mitch Glazer said, quote, Congratulations to Bruno Mars, the first artist with five Diamond Single Awards in the history of RIAA's Gold and Platinum Program. This milestone is a testament to Bruno's unstoppable creative genius and the incredible partnership he has built with the team at Atlantic Records. What, Bruno's has, what Bruno has accomplished is just extraordinary. Fewer than 60 Diamond Single Awards 
awards have ever been awarded, and Bruno's now has five of them. Additionally, Bruno Mars recently made a way with Leave the Door Open, his debut singer with Anderson Pack. The duo launched the song under the moniker Silk Sonic and peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The song has since been certified platinum in Canada and gold in New Zealand. The Super Duo is currently working on their first studio album, An Evening with Silk Sonic. No official release date for the album is announced. And Lady Gaga just got special tributes to mark a major milestone of Born This Way. When celebrating the 10th anniversary of her 2011 self-acceptance anthem, the singer was awarded with a key to the city of West Hollywood. To mark the occasion on Sunday, May 23rd, West Hollywood Mayor Lindsay P. Harvath also declared May 23rd Born This Way Day. Additionally, Lindsay unveiled a street painting featuring the album and the song title as a pride flag on Robertson Boulevard right outside the legendary Los Angeles gay bar, The Abbey. In a statement, the mayor told Gaga, quote, thank you for encouraging us to love ourselves and be proud, unquote. And after receiving the tribute in a ceremony with the A Star is Born actress, expressed her gratitude in a speech by saying uh, that, quote, thank you for this key. And uh, she also told fans that you've been the MF and key to my heart for the long time. And I'm, I honor this, I'll cherish this, and I promise that I'll always be here for this day. To be here for this day, to celebrate with you, to feel joy with you, to cry with you, to laugh with you, unquote. Congratulations, Lady Gaga. And uh, Stephen Colbert is getting his crowd back. The Late Show host will welcome back a full studio audience to the Ed Sullivan Theater for the June 14th show, his first in-person audience since March 16, 2020. That's what CBS announced this past Monday. Guests will be required to show proof of being fully vaccinated against coronavirus before entering the theater, but face masks will be optional in compliance with state guidelines. Staff and crew members will continue regular COVID-19 testing and screening. Colbert was the first late-night host to return to the air after last spring's shutdown. He temporarily worked from home in South Carolina, then returned to a mostly empty Ed Sullivan Theater in August. Last week, he welcomed his first in-person guest in more than a year, actor John Krasinski, to promote A Quiet Place Part Two. Across town, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon will be packing 30 Rock earlier, early next month. Uh, that audience will also have to be fully vaccinated. The NBC Late Night Show brought back a limited capacity audience in late March. And Saturday Night Live returned to a full live audience this past weekend for its season finale. And Gutfield on uh, Fox News launched in early April with a small audience as well. Right now we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Sammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, Make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I come on air live. Also, if you can't listen to the show in this whole entirely, you can always come back and listen to the archives right here on BTR. I also post the the show uh, on uh, our Facebook page, also on our Twitter page as well. And uh, if you want to... 
like us on Facebook, just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. Wow. Um, Brashear Gray, the former actor on the hit drama series Empire, is experiencing some real-life drama with the law. The rapper and actor have reportedly been sentenced to serve time for domestic violence. Now, Gray pleaded guilty to felony aggravated assault and was sentenced to 10 days in county jail in Arizona plus three years of probation, and this is according to TMZ. He, he was also reportedly ordered to pay restitution to his wife, Candace Jimdar, uh, enroll in the domestic violence offender treatment program and submit to drug and alcohol treatment. Now, Gray will not be able to possess uh, possess any kind of firearm and will need written permission from a probation officer to interact with anyone with a criminal record. Shortly followed the final episode of Lee Daniels' produced series, the 27-year-old Philadelphia native was arrested at his home in Goodyear, Arizona, near Phoenix on July 13, 2020. Gray was charged with aggravated assault, domestic violence, and disorderly conduct. Megan McCain and Joy Behar may have finally crossed the line on The View. The antagonistic duo whose verbal spars on the daytime talk show have kept them in headlines for months recently got a talking to uh, from Kim Goodwin, the newly named president of ABC News. Goodwin warning was reportedly about staying away from personal attacks between hosts but not the heated arguments themselves. A spokeswoman for ABC declined to comment. Since joining The View in October 2017 as one of the show resident right-wing gabbers, McCain has uh, repeatedly found herself at odds with her co-host. On Monday's show, which reportedly sparked uh, Goodwin's um, admonition, McCain and Behar got into it over Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, her Holocaust comparison and uh, uh, anti-Semitism. Whoopi Goldberg, who had already cut McCain off earlier in the show, eventually butted in and stopped the back and forth. You know, it's always something going on with The View. I, I don't know. You know, Megan McCain comes off as this, in my opinion, as this this angry white woman. I don't know if you, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's the the daughter of the late former Senator John McCain, but it's like she just, instead of, it's like she's attacking everyone. And, you know, and then, you know, when this breaks and Whoopi's trying to, you know, cut her off short, she takes offense thinking that everybody's trying to shut her up. But, in you know, in hindsight, you know, Whoopi's saying, no, I'm trying to tell you to stop talking because we're going on to a break because she's constantly going on and on and on. But, um, yeah, it's getting really nasty there. I don't know if, if I, I don't know, I think she's just a little... I mean, there's one thing to have your views and you're conservative, but you're just going on the attack. I don't know. I just, after that, I just stopped watching it personally, but uh, I don't know. She just comes across so angry, right? 
if you feel, you know, that, that that's your opinion of how how the view has been going on with the, the, the topics and how she's attacking her host, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Uh, Madagascar, a little while, is getting a lot more diverse. The DreamWork animated series based on the 2005 hit animated comedy, Madagascar, is introducing a new character in its upcoming season. Premiering on Hulu and Peacock on Thursday, the third season of the Beloved Kids show will once again roll feature Alex the Lion, Marty the, Z- the Zebra, Melman the Giraffe, and Gloria the Hippo as kids living at the Central Park Zoo. The group will continue with their epic Big Apple adventures, including riding on a new roller coaster on Coney Island and setting up an animal pride parade. But this time, the lovable foursome will also get to welcome another buddy, O.D. the Okapi. Odie, who's voiced by the non-binary Broadway star uh, Isra Minas from Jagged Little Pill, will appear in a Pride-themed episode called Whatever Floats Your Float. The episode will feature Marty, voiced by Amir O'Neill, who's setting up the animal Pride Parade, struggling to find a float for Odie. Since the Okapi has both zebra and giraffe characteristics, none of the existing float feels right for the gang new friend, which leads Odie to realize that it doesn't matter what we are as long as we're proud of who we are. Let's All Be Proud, a song celebrating being true to who you are, will also debut in this episode. LGBTQ media advocacy group GLAD worked with the show's writers. Travis Barker said that uh, surviving a plane crash in 2008 was his wake-up call and inspired him to get sober. People, this is what he said, people are always like, uh, do you go to rehab? But he told Men's Health in an interview published on Monday that, no, I was in a plane crash, that was my rehab, I lost three of my friends, and I almost died. That was my wake-up call. If I wasn't in a crash, I would have probably never quit, unquote. The Blink-182 drummer said he's been abusing prescription painkillers and smoking a lot of marijuana prior to the crash in South Carolina, which killed the two pilots, Sarah Lehman and James Bland, his security guard, Charles Still, and his assistant, Chris Baker. Now, Barker and his friend, Adam D.J. Am. A.M. Goldstein uh, miraculously survived the inferno, but Goldstein died from an accidental drug overdose in 2009. In 2017, Barker spoke about quitting painkillers after doctors told him that he's likely need them for the rest of his life. Barker has not boarded an airplane since the disaster, though he told Men's Health he was a standing agreement with a friend to accept a short-notice flight invitation. Two of television's most enduring figures have been posthumously nominated for its top honors. Alice Trebek and Larry King are among the nominees for the 2021 Daytime Emmy Awards, which were announced by the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences on Tuesday afternoon. Trebek, who died last November, was recognized as an outstanding game show host for Jeopardy, already a seven-time winner in the category. He will compete against Wayne Brady, Let's Make a Deal, Steve Harvey, Family Feud, Alfonso Ribeiro, and Catch-21, and Pat Sajak, Will of Fortune. 
Jeopardy! has employed a series of high-profile guest hosts since Trebek last episode aired in January, but has not announced a permanent successor. King, who died in January of this year, was recognized in the Outstanding Informative Talk Show host category for his Aura TV program, Larry King Now. The former CNN host compete against Gloria Stefan, Emily Estefan, Lily Estefan for Red Table Talk, The Estefans, Tamron Hall, The Tamron Hall Show, Taraji P. Hensi and Tracy J. for Peace of Mind with Taraji, Rachel Ray, Amy Robach, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, and T.J. Holmes in Good Morning America 3, What You Need to Know, and Jada Pickett-Smith, Willow Smith, and Adrian Banfield-Norris for Red Table Talk. For content that originally aired in the calendar year of 2020, the Academy received more than 3,000 submissions for daytime Emmy consideration. The submissions were judged by a pool of more than 1,000 professionals from across the television industry. With a focus on major categories such as outstanding dramas, game show, entertainment talk shows, morning shows, informative talk shows, and a legal courtroom courtroom programs, the 48th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards will air on June 25th on both CBS and the sister Paramount Plus streaming service. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, um, we're going to be talking about uh, that explosive interview uh, with the BBC with uh, that sparked uh, journalist Martin Bashir's uh, the the interview with Princess Diana, that scandal that was involved with him. We're going to be talking about him. Um, Jeff Bezos, get this, is uh, he's going to be uh, purchasing the MGM studio. That's right. Uh, he's purchasing the MGM studio for about $8.45 billion. Uh, also, uh, police in New Hampshire has an arrest warrant for Marilyn Manson. And uh, fans of Kanye West's Yeezy brand will not have to wait too much later for his, gate, uh, for his Gap Line debut. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
The number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we got 30 minutes left remaining in the show. That's the new single from BTS called Butter. And congratulations to BTS. They won four Billboard Music Awards at the awards ceremony this past weekend. So congratulations to them. And we'll be talking about the uh, Billboard Music Awards later on in the show. Uh, Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that the BBC said Monday that it will explore steps to make sure there are no more scandals like the one sparked by Martin Bashir's explosive 1995 interview with Princess Diana. Days after an independent inquiry ruled that the interview was achieved using deceitful methods, the British TV network announced it will review the effectiveness of the BBC editorial policies and governance in detail. Dyson, a former judge, determined through a six-month investigation released Thursday that Bashir Bashir, uh, broke the BBC editorial standards in order to secure the interview, during which Diana famously said there were three of us in her marriage to Prince Charles, referring to Camilla Parker Bowles. Specifically, Dyson concluded that Bashir has used fake bank statements to convince Princess Diana's brother, Charles Spencer, that family friends were selling stories to the media and that Bashir had lied to the BBC about showing the forgery to Spencer. Spencer was the one to connect Bashir and Diana before the interview. And the name Bezos, Jeff Bezos, the magnet just he just po- pointed up about almost nine billion 
for a full film library that include the James Bond franchise, Rocky, Robocop, and a lot more. Amazon founder by Basel will acquire MGM Studio for $8.45 billion. The company announced this morning in a move that Amazon said would preserve MGM's heritage and catalog of films and allow the studio to continue to do what they do best, great storytelling. Uh, MGM's expansive library also includes The Pink Panther, Singing in the Rain, The Wizard of Oz, West Side Story, The Silence of the Lamb, and Legendary Blonde, as well as TV shows like Stargate, SG-1, Vikings, Fargo, The Handmaid's Tale, The Voice, Survivor, and Shark Tank. The sales come amid a reshuffle of the streaming service marketplace. As AT&T announced earlier this month, it will spin off Warner Media and combine it with Discovery, creating a joint company with a catalog of more than 200,000 hours of programming, including HBO, Warner Brothers Studios, CNN, HGTV, Oprah Winfrey's Own, The Food Network, Animal Planet, TBS, and TNT. This marks Amazon's second biggest purchase behind the $13.7 billion price tag of Whole Foods in 2017. And police in New Hampshire have issued an arrest warrant for Marilyn Manson and uh, on assault charges. Manson, whose legal name is Brian Warner, is wanted in Guilford, New Hampshire, on suspicion of two misdemeanor counts of simple assault, the town police department said in a Facebook post. An unidentified video uh, videographer said that uh, Manson spit on their arm while they were filming his concert on August 18, 2019 at Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion, and according to Manson's attorney, uh, police said only that the report assault the reported assault are not sexual in nature and that the videography was in the pit area at the concert. Now, cops said Manson and his represent, uh, representation has been aware of the charges for some time, but Manson has not returned to New Hampshire to face them. In unrelated cases, multiple women, including actress Evan Rachel Wood and Ismay by, uh, Bianco, have said that the 52-year-old rocker sexually assaulted and physically abused them. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is investigating the reported abuse. And fans of Kanye West's Yeezy brand will not have to wait too much long uh, later for his Gap line to debut. According to a report from Business of Fashion, Gap revealed that the hip-hop superstar and failed presidential candidate fashion line is on track to launch by the end of June. More details are expected to be released during Gap's Q1 2020 earning call on May 27, including details about the 10-year partnership, reportedly worth nearly $1 billion. Now, West first announced the collaboration on Twitter last year and provided a peek at the logo, which mimics the existing blue background and white text of the Gap logo, but replaces the text with YZY. And R&B star Jeremiah has landed his first major acting gig on 50 Cent's latest Power spinoff. The birthday sex hitmaker has been cast in crime drama series Power Book 4, Force, in which he will star alongside Joseph Sikora, who reprises his power role as Tommy Egan as he leaves New York for Chicago, Illinois. 
The show, executive produced by Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent, is currently in production in Jeremiah's hometown of Chicago. The news emerged months after Jeremiah overcame a scary battle with COVID-19, which landed him in a hospital intensive care unit for weeks at the end of 2020. Beside Power Book 4, Force, the rapper developed a Power Book 2, Ghost, which featured Mary J. Bly as well as Method Man and saw Joseph Sikora return. Uh, it premiered in 2020 and got an early renewal for a second season. Another spinoff, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, is due later this year. It starts like a Malcolm M. Mays, Mackay Curtis, Omar Epps, and Haley Kilgore. And being one of the star's most highly rated shows, Power received numerous accolades, including the prestigious NAACP Image Award. And Idris Elba will be stepping back into his role as obsessive police detective Luther to begin production on a long-awaited movie adaptation this year. The British actor, who also executive produced the hit BBC crime drama series, has revealed cameras will finally start rolling in the fall. Elba made his debut at the Tyler uh, Brooding Detective in 2010 and has so far starred in five seasons with the last airing in 2019. The production news emerged almost a year after Elba admitted he was still pushing to turn Luther into a TV movie. And Lindsay Lohan is returning to acting to star in a holiday romantic company, uh, comedy sorry, for Netflix. The Mean Girl star will play a newly engaged spoiled hotel heiress who loses her memory after a skiing accident and finds herself in the care of a handsome blue-collar lodge owner and his precocious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. And this is according to Variety. Production is expected to begin in November, meaning fans will likely have to wait until the festive season of 2022 to check out the movie. Lohan has scaled back her acting career in recent years and spent time living across Europe and in Dubai. The last acted on screen in 2019 supernatural horror film Among the Shadows, while she also starred on her own MTV reality show, Lindsay Lohan Beach Club, and featured as a judge on the Australian version of The Masked Singer in the same year. And Timothy Chalamet is set to indulge in tons of sweetness in his upcoming movie. The Oscar and Golden Globe Award-nominated actor has been officially cast in Warner Brothers' Wonka, a music centering on the world's most famous chocolatier. The 25-year-old will star as the young Willy Wonka, a character created by Raoul Dahl in his popular children book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Plot details are still kept under wraps, but it has been reported that the prequel movie will focus on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. And representatives for Chalamet uh, confirmed to Variety that the actor will be singing and dancing in the movie, marking the first time he showcases such skills on screen. And according to Deadline, which first broke the casting news, the actor has been been the top choice for some time, but scheduling was a hurdle that had to be overcome as training for those numbers is included in the prep for this film. Spider-Man Far From Home star, uh, star uh, Tom Holland was reported to be in contention for the role back in January, but Chalamet apparently had beaten other contenders for the Willy Wonka role. Ryan Gosling, Donald Glover, and Ezra Miller were among other actors previously linked to the movie, which has been in development since 2016 after Warner Brothers acquired the rights to the character from the Doll Estate. 
Now, Dahl's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, follow a poor boy named Charlie Bucket who wins a golden ticket to tour the world-famous and heavily guarded chocolate factory run by Willy Wonka. The upcoming movie will mark the first time Charlie will not be featured in a film adaptation as it takes place before the chocolate factory opened. Wonka was the first portrayed by Jim uh, Gene Wilder in the 1971 movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp then embodied the quirky chocolatier in the 2005 reboot, Chocolate and the Choc- uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and which was directed by Tim Burton with Freddie Highmore starring as Charlie. And Robert Pattinson has signed a first-look deal with Warner Brothers Records. The 35-year-old actor who is playing the Cape Crusader in the studio upcoming blockbuster, The Batman, has pinned a production deal to develop feature films uh, for uh, SVOD, HBO Max, and WBTV properties. Pattinson said, quote, uh, Warner Brothers Pictures and HBO has always been synonymous with groundbreaking filmmaking. I'm thrilled to be working with them to discover the most exciting new voices in film and television and help bring their vision to life. I'm lo- I've loved working with the studio over the years and have so much respect for their dedication, their willingness to take chances, and their desire to push the envelope creatively. Unquote. Meanwhile, the Batman has endured repeated delays due to coronavirus lockdowns and positive tests over recent months, but director Matt Reeves has confirmed in March that the movie has wrapped. The filmmaker shared an on-set photo via his Twitter account and captioned the image, hashtag last day, hashtag the Batman. The much-hyped flick, which also stars the likes of Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, and Jeffrey Wright, is a reboot of the Batman film franchise. Production of the project was originally suspended between March and September 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic, but assuming there are no more delays, the Batman is now expected to hit theater screens in March of 2022. And Bull actor Freddie Rodriguez and showrunner Glenn Gordon Karen. Uh, has been dumped from the legal drama series ahead of his upcoming sixth season following an internal workplace investigation. Network chief at CBS Studio launched a probe following the exit of multiple writers following the end of production on season five, and now officials have cut ties with Karen and ended his overall deal with the broadcaster, while also Austin Rodriguez, who played Benny Colon from the show. Now, CBS representatives have not provided specific details about the investigation itself, and publishers for Karen, uh, I think it's Caron, I'm sorry, Caron and Rodriguez have yet to comment on their exit. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, writers Catherine Price and Nicole Millard have since been handled uh, the reigns of the series as co-showrunners for season six, which was ordered in April. Bull previously hit headlines for questionable behind-the-scenes conduct in late 19, uh, 2018 when actress Eliza Dunchku accused show lead Michael Weatherly of multiple instances of sexual harassment. And in an op-ed for the Boston Globe, Dunchku, uh, who claimed she had confronted Weatherly about his bad behavior, but her character was subsequently written off the series by uh, Caron. Uh, Weatherly subsequently expressed regret for the joke he made to Dushku, insisting he immediately apologized for having offended her with his inappropriate language. 
shortly after the scandal, producer Steven Spielberg severed ties with the show, whilst Weatherly remained as the series was picked up for a new season. Right now, we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to uh, take another music break, and when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. We got 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Prince Harry volunteered to shoot an on-camera therapy session for his new mental health docuseries, The Me You Can't See. The British Royal agreed to be filmed as he underwent professional treatment for the Apple TV Plus show, which he co-hosts and co-produced with Oprah Winfrey and Dawn Porter, who, uh, who co-directed the series with Asif Kapadia. 
they had revealed he was happy to open up about his wellness journey. Now, Harry approached the series in an open-minded way, and according to Dawn, who revealed he was happy to share his personal experiences with the viewers. Dawn admitted that Harry's transparency made it much easier to create the series. During the show, Harry admitted his wife, Megan, Duchess of Sussex, encouraged him to pursue therapy more seriously a few years ago. And Drew Barrymore has received her first ever Daytime Emmy Award nomination after impressing fans with her talk show hosting skills. The multi-talented star will battle Kelly Clarkson, Sean Evans, Hoda Copy, and Jenna Bush Hager, and Kelly Rowland. I'm sorry, and Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest for the Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show Host Gong. Now Drew had yet to comment on the nomination, but retweeted an article from Entertainment Tonight about the honor, which read, "Quote: E.T. has a first look at 2021 Daytime Emmy nominees." The outlet also announced the nominees for Outstanding Performance by a Lead Actress in a Drama Series with Melissa Claire Egan up for the role in The Young and the Restless, alongside General Hospital Jeannie Francis, Nancy Lee uh, uh, Grand, and Fanola Hughes, and The Bold and the Beautiful's Jacqueline McInnes Wood. The Drew Barrymore Show is also up for Outstanding Daytime Promotional Announcement, along with Nickelodeon's The Astronauts, Kid of the Year, and 2020 Kids' Choice Awards, as well as ABC's Good Morning America and Netflix Jurassic World Camp uh, Cretaceous. The 48th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards will take place on June 25th. Uh, Jennifer Aniston name-dropped her ex-husband Brad Pitt during an interview with fellow Friends alumni, uh, alums uh, Courtney Cox and Lisa Kudrow during a sit-down with Access Hollywood. The cast was asked to name a list of stars who made appearances on the beloved comedy show. As Courtney and Lisa ran through some of the big-name guests who made appearances on the show, Jennifer said, uh, quote, Mr. Pitt was wonderful. And Lisa echoed the sentiment saying he was fantastic. Her comments quickly sparked chatter on Twitter. One excited fan tweeted, Oh, my God, Jennifer Aniston said Brad Pitt was one of her favorite guest stars on Friends. In other news, Aunt Matthew Perry, a slurring speech in Friends reunion trailer, was reportedly due to his recent dental work. Um, Friends is set to debut its reunion special on May 27. The must-anticipate HBO Max get-together will also feature the co-star checking out recreated sets from the beloved shows, staging uh, reads through the, from their favorite scenes, and reminiscing about their time on the hit series, which ended 17 years ago. HBO Max, however, stated that the new project is not a new original episode of the series. The cast will be appearing as themselves, not as their beloved characters. And rapper Lil Nas X was left horrified on SNL last Saturday after ripping his pants on live TV while performing a pole dance routine. The Old Town Road star was recreating some moves from the music video of his latest smash hit, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, during his appearance on the comedy show Saturday Night Live when the fashion nightmare occurred. A shot Lil Nas quickly used his hands to cover his grown, 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 his growing area mid performance and he later took the to Twitter to share his embarrassment. Then he then tried to laugh it off laugh off the incident and he said, quote, I wanted to do my pole routine so bad that what I got was you know, and this is what I got. 
Um, the set marked Lil Nas' live debut of Montero in front of SNL's first in-studio audience since the COVID crisis began, while he also treated viewers to his new single, Sun Goes Down. The Queen's Gambit star Anya Taylor-Joy served as a guest host for the season 46 finale, and Lil Nas X insisted that the wardrobe malfunction was purely an accident and was not a PR stunt. And uh, pop newcomer Olivia Rodrigo is convinced becoming a global star during the COVID-19 pandemic was a blessing in disguise. The 18-year-old actress turned singer shot the fame worldwide at the start of this year thanks to the success of her debut single, Driver License, and she admitted that the various health and safety limitations had actually helped her come to terms with her new high-profile career. Olivia also believed that the shutdown helped to speed up the release of her debut album, Sour. The teenage star who played Nina, Nini Salazar Roberts in high school musical, the musical, the series, uh, told the BBC that she said, quote, had I been going to press junkets and performing on late night, I wouldn't have had the confidence in writing the record that I did. And despite this, Olivia has already seen a positive progression in herself from the time she made the album. She said that she's much happier then, then when she when she wrote all those songs, but she, it's really cool that she made something out of those feelings, and now she gets to look back at them and be like, "Ha ha, I didn't know anything." After topping the Billboard Hot 100 with Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo enjoyed another success as her new single "Go for You" also debuted atop the charts. The feat makes her the first artist with a debut album to boost two number one Hot 100 entries since McNamara and Ryan Lewis' 2012 project, The Heist. Debbie Lovato, Brandy, Charlie, and her are coming together to salute Sir Elton John during a special tribute performance at the 2021 iHeartRadio Music Awards. The Rocketman legend will be seated at Thursday, May 27, Pride Giving in Los Angeles, where he will receive the Icon Award from Coldplay frontman Chris Martin and rapper Lil Nas X. Now organizers have revealed that Lovato, Charlie, Upbringing Carlisle, Brandy Carlisle, and her will hit the stage in Elton's honor with each artist cho- uh, chosen to represent different aspects of the Brits' varied musical personality. Now, the rock superstar will become only the second icon award honor read following in Bon Jovi's footstep in 2018 when they were praised for their global impact on pop culture, longevity, and continued relevance as a touring and radio force. The iHeart Music Awards will be hosted by Usher from the Dolby Theater, where he will also perform alongside the likes of The Weeknd and, uh, and Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack as Silk Sonic and Dan and Shay. And uh, Dick Van Dyke, Garth Brooks, and Debbie Allen were among the artists salute on Friday, March 21st, at the 2021 Kennedy Center's honors. Singer Joan Bass and Bass and uh, violinist Midori uh, were also celebrated at the Washington, D.C. event held at the J- John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts five months after the original ceremony was postponed due to COVID-19 concerns. The member of the class of 21, uh, 2021 was selected for the Kennedy Center honors in recognition of their lifetime of contribution to American culture with prior recipients Gloria Stefan serving as host and Celis Yo-Yo Ma performing as the at the prestigious gathering. The 2021 Kenny Center Honors will air on TV on June 6th. 
And the 2021 Billboard Music Award brought several show-stopping performances from music's, music's biggest names on at the Sunday, May 23rd event, which took place at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. And among those who offered magnificent performances was The Weeknd, who came out as the biggest winner that night. Riding a red convertible car, the Canadian star belted out his hit, Save Your Tears. They were... There were there were several other red and white cars following him while f- uh, forming uh, this beautiful formation. Also delivering a great entertainment at the award show was K-pop group BTS. They were uh, had their black suits on. The fake love hitmakers performed there uh, from their native country, South Korea, and they offer a debut performance in their new song Butter in a lit up set. Meanwhile, Pink brought her daughter Willow in the mesmerizing performance of Cover Me in Sunshine as the two took to the sky to show off their acrobatic skills. Uh, Pink also sang a powerful medley of her hit song, including her new single, All I Know So Far, Get This Party Started, Blow Me One Last Kiss, and Just Give Me a Reason. And the Jonas Brothers also took the stage at the 2021 BBMAs as they debuted their uh, new single with DJ Marshmallow, which is entitled Leave Before You Love Me. Additionally, the trio offered a medley of their past hit like Sucker and Only Human. The 2021 Billboard Music Award was, was uh, hosted by Nick Jonas, saw the weekend taking home 10 awards. Pink was honored with the Icon Award, while Drake was named the Artist of the Decade. And speaking of BTS, uh, they have shattered YouTube viewing records with the video of their second English-language hit, Butter. The band members freely set the record last year for the most views in a 24-hour period with Dynamite, which hit 101.1 million views. But now Butter has proved to be even more popular, racking up to 108.2 million hits on its first day following its Friday, May 21st release. The Butter YouTube premiere also earned the group the title of the streaming service's biggest music video premiere with more than 3.9 million peak concurrent compared to over 3 million scores by Dynamite in August. And it's not just YouTube records BTS are breaking. They additionally recorded uh, a Spotify largest single-day stream for a track with more than 20.9 million hits globally upon its launch. It's the latest piece of good work for the group, which took home all four of the Billboard Music Awards it was nominated for on Sunday, May 23rd, when the star staged a live debut of Butter remotely from South Korea. They picked up top duo group, top social artist, top song sales artist, and top selling songs for Dynamite. The last kudos saw the group besting over Gabby Barrett, and Charlie's Proof, I Hope, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion WAP, The Weeknd's Blinding Light, and Megan Thee Stallion Savage that featured Beyonce Knowles. And, uh, oh, and uh, Sir Paul McCartney has been crowned the UK's wealthiest musician, the Beatles icon, 1.1, uh, 1. Uh, no, 1.16 billion has carried him to the top of the Sunday Times annual music rich list, easily beating the collected $877.6 million boasted by Rocker U2. And theater mogul Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, he takes third place with $743 million, losing an estimated $389 million in the wealth from the COVID-19 shutdown of West End and Broadway shows. Sir Elton John and Sir Mick Jagger round out the top five for 2021. 
with 531 billion and 439 million, respectively. Meanwhile, Ed Sheeran earned his first top ten replacement, tied at nine with DJ producer Calvin Harris and Rocket Steen, each with an estimated worth of 311 million. The achievement makes Ed the only musician over thir- no under 30 to crack the top ten. Wow, that's incredible! That's incredible. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to Zass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and I'll talk to you next time. Make sure you stay safe. Take care.